Welcome to the Limitless Wrestling Podcast, the official podcast for your favorite indie promotion of all time. That being owned Maine's own Limitless Wrestling, and of course, Let's Wrestle as well. My name is Josh Nason, and what else do we have to talk about? We talk about this past week's end of beginning. Came from Yarmouth, Maine, and a shocking finale, I guess you could say, sad finale for many. Danger Kid no longer part of Limitless Wrestling. We have uh, some big matches set up for February. We have the name of the card. We have the day of the card. All kinds of good stuff as well. Talk about a very fun show overall. And, of course, another uh, sold-out house. And who better do that with the man that uh, helped sell out the house and, and the man who hopefully will never be in a match where he has to leave Limitless Wrestling. Randy Carver. Randy, say hi to the fine people. Ooh, that'd be a tough spot for me, Josh. Uh, how's it going today, man? We, we got a lot to cover today. The end of beginning is in the books. You can catch the replay now on IWTV. It's all up and available, but uh, we're going to dive in in depth today, Josh. How you doing? Things are doing good, and uh, I, I I would be remiss if I did not ask you about the uh, that we have not talked about this because the, the show last week or the preview show never never actually made it to the podcast feed, but I have not got a chance to talk to you in a few weeks uh, and be on air and ask you about Bill Belichick, no longer coach of the New England Patriots, and can't seem to find a home right now. The Falcons turn their back on him, and you know, with you know, Danger Kid leaving, Bill Belichick leaving. I don't know if there's some sort of sync up there between those guys in the future, but I would give you like 30 seconds to talk about your your thoughts and memories of uh, Bill Belichick as New England Patriots head coach. Oh, that was a stinger of a week, man. But it uh, it almost felt like it was coming. This one was a little easier to take than Brady. Uh, you know, I do think after a year like this, uh, I can understand an organization wanting to make change. I don't feel like anything's been the same since Brady left. And it certainly uh, has not been at the capacity that the Patriots are used to. So from an organizational standpoint, I understand. But honestly, uh, kind of surprised he didn't land a job this offseason. There were seven or eight coaching uh, opportunities open. I think that might speak a lot to you know, where the league might see him at this point, but I'm not going to plunge it up too much with my Belichick talk. I loved what he did and uh, he's best coach of all time, in my opinion. And I do think that before it's all done, he will break the record, but uh, I don't know where that'll be or when that'll be. And it doesn't seem like it's going to be this season. So uh, maybe he'll have a nice, you know, off season in Nantucket and uh, just chill out for a year. Is there a place for Bill Belichick and limitless wrestling? Yeah. Oh, I would. Uh, we could figure out something for Bill. Uh, not a problem at all. That would be great. Who knows? Ain't that stranger things have happened in the rings of limitless wrestling. So we're going to talk all about uh, end of beginning. Of course, as Randy said, available on IWTV right now to stream in full. And the whole story will go in full about uh, Danger Kid no longer with uh, the promotion. Everything that led to that, of course, the main event. But let's kick off right from the start. TJ Crawford taking on Hammerstone. Of course, is a first time match, and TJ Crawford coming off. That big victory, or sorry, the big loss, but the great performance against Anthony Green and the final show of 2023, taking on Hammerstone, his first time in promotion since uh, that win over Big Beef uh, some time ago. And this was uh, this was really pretty one-sided uh, for the most part. Uh, you know, Hammerstone just using his power-based offense, just wailing on Crawford. And anytime Crawford get a little bit of offense, Hammerstone was shut down pretty quickly, using his power to no big surprise. And uh, but I tell you what, TJ Crawford is uh, he's he's plucky. He is uh, one of these guys who is uh, hard to beat. He's stubborn, and that paid off here because after uh, pulling off some some uh, some big offense, Hammerstone again got the advantage, put him up for a suplex, and Crawford is able to get the win with a small package counter. Hammerstone couldn't get out of it. Of course, he had uh, hurt his thigh a little bit earlier in the match, tough for him to kind of have that leg explosion. 
And TJ Crawford picking up a win over former MLW champion Alexander Hammerstone. And afterward, Hammerstone grabbed the mic and he said, look, um, I'm paraphrasing here, you know, nine out of 10 times he's brought in wrestle somewhere. He's going to wrestle, you know, promoter's friend and all oh, this guy's so great and blah, blah, blah. He never is. And he said, it's always against someone that isn't up to his caliber. And people started to boo because they felt TJ Crawford's up to that caliber. And Hammerstone said, look, Crawford was the 10 in that equation of nine out of 10. The fans cheered, very happy. Guys showed their respect. And the Silver Sniper picking up his first victory in this uh, this latest run in Limitless Wrestling. And, uh, you know, again, even though he lost that first one against Green, pick up the win here. He's got some nice momentum to start 2024. And people are definitely into the Silver Sniper, no doubt about it. Yeah, that's a big breeze in the sales of TJ heading into 2024. I mean, it was it was a go big or go home kind of match for TJ because there are not many uh, circumstances that kind of shake out like this where you have a, a big debut match against someone like Anthony Green. You fall short and uh, you turn right around and get a big opportunity like this. But it just felt right for TJ. It feels like someone who's ready for that spotlight, ready for that stage. And clearly uh, with the match with Hammerstone, you know, he goes 16 minutes deep in the pocket blow for blow, you know, taking the licks, delivering the kicks with TJ Crawford throughout that match and uh, able to pull it off uh, what felt like an upset. And he, you know, you could see on his face, he was shocked as shit. He was shocked as shit that he was able to pull that off. But as you said, man, stubborn is a good way to put TJ because uh, throughout his entire career, his run in wrestling, you know, there's been roadblocks, there's been injuries, derailments. He just persists through it, dude. He, he's an incredible athlete. I think uh, getting to the peak of his powers right now, and uh, what a time to do it, what a win to do it with, too, taking out Hammerstone, and I think really solidifying himself in the field and limitless wrestling moving forward. Yeah, big uh, big start to him for the year. And of course, I mean, as I look outside, and there's snow and slush outside. I can't help but think the VLC, and I want to get ahead of myself. But everyone in the promotion, I mean, they're going to be thinking ahead to uh, the late summer and trying to get in that tournament. And what, what better way than pick up uh, some wins at the beginning of the year? I mean, T.J. Crawford certainly wants to be part of that tournament later on this year. Yeah, that's, I mean, that's your ticket, stringing together some big wins. I mean, you get to the point where, I mean, we don't have to look ahead too far, Josh, to these cup qualifiers making their way into these cards because we're looking at February show. I mean, I don't know, April, May, you know, of course, crunch time before the cup coming up, but we're not too far away in, in the grand scheme of when these cup qualifiers turn up and, TJ, you know, he wants to get himself in contention, uh, put his name in the hat, so to speak, to get in there and maybe make his cup debut this coming year. I wouldn't doubt that he's in the mix. That's right. Yeah, got to pick up some wins, though, but he started the year in a good note, and that leads to our second match. And we talked uh, before about some surprises here. Randy didn't uh, reveal the whole card. And what better surprise, Randy, than Hazard? And yeah, that, was, I mean, that had to be top of your list, huh? That was every time he's there, I, I'm smiling right now. And I just, this is a, it, I, he's always just so, so entertained. I know some people may I prefer him, but you know, interrupted Rich Paladino just as he was have, about to have a big reveal about a returning superstar that was going to be coming back to the rings of Limitless Wrestling in February. And Hazard, he had a lot in his mind, Randy, including some of my favorite one-liners. And uh, I'll, if you'll allow me to regale you with these, uh, don't get me started on TJ Crawford. I will walk through him like wet toilet tissue. If he gets in this ring, I'll take his boots. And I'm going to make him walk home. That's That was his, one of his first insults after insulting Hammerstone. He was lucky that Hammerstone didn't come out and uh, flatten him. Uh, I'm not here to make friends. I'm in the no friend zone. And these this is my favorite. These guys want high fives, handshakes, and hugs. That's the only Triple H they will ever see. 
<laughs> oh, I love, love, love Hazard. And he was, uh, and he finally said, you know, he said a lot more stuff. If, if some reason, if you have not watched the replay or you want to catch this again, do it like I did and watch the replay and, and, and view this and, and just take it in and let it wash over you. And then after saying he was uh, here to catch a body, all of a sudden a very familiar music came out and Ace Romero busted through the curtain. He had had enough rabid response. This crowd was pretty awesome, uh, especially this entire first half of the show. Uh, they were into everybody. And uh, they were definitely into Ace Romero, especially because they want to see Hazard shut up. And this was a, a pretty one-sided match, but Hazard you know, held his own. These guys have done battle before, and I'm sure he wasn't too happy to see Ace bust through the curtain. But in the end, uh, Romero picked up the win, hitting his uh, package pile driver. And afterward, Romero, Romero called out the returning star that Rich Palladino was about to announce. And that returning star, Randy, is former Impact World Champion Sammy Callahan. And these two did battle back in 2017. We'll talk more about Sammy Callahan in just a minute. But he called him out. He called his shot. And uh, as of today, you know, this match is not official. But Callahan immediately uh, responding on Twitter. So it may have a collision course for uh, for February. But, yeah, big big win by Ace Romero. And poor Hazard can't seem to get a victory. I know. Tough for Hazard, man. And it was coming off, you know, his first victory in a while. That four-way back at the eighth anniversary. It had been a minute since we've seen Hazard. But, I don't think he really wanted to pull the name of Ace Romero on this night, but he got him. AC Baby uh, taking him out with the package pile driver, as you said. And uh, he spoke a little bit candidly on the mic uh, after the match, you know, how, you know, he didn't really know where his place was at this point. Of course, uh, you know, shedding blood, almost winning the Limitless Wrestling World Championship just a month prior. And then uh, I think it definitely puts you in a weird place when, uh, you know, you're a former champ, you think you're getting back there. It's taken away from you, and then uh, what's next? And Ace has been there before. I mean, he, he's been in this position where everything feels stripped away, and it's it's all about how you respond when you get knocked down. And I think Romero's feeling good right now in terms of uh, physically, mentally. He's focused on being the best again, and he, he made his intentions clear. He, he's working his way back to being Limitless Wrestling World Champion and, and wants to kind of go back to what got him to the dance, those big matches on his home turf, calling out some of the best not only in the U.S., in the country, in the world, to come to Yarmouth, Maine, face him on his home turf, and uh, we'll see who the better man is. And what a call-out. I mean, someone that Ace, uh, you know, he holds in the highest regard. He's, uh, you know, always held a high respect for Sammy Callahan. He moved his entire life across the country uh, years ago to go train with Sammy Callahan in Ohio and uh, just try to get better at his craft. That's where, uh, you know, he was over there when he got his Impact Wrestling contract. So, can't say that move didn't work out for him, but of course now back in Maine and uh, calling out Sammy, which is a big, that's a big call out in, uh, in any promotion in any ring. That's a big call out for Romero. So I, I really do, you know, I, I hope that he believes all his words that he is in the best possible place right now, physically, mentally working towards this and uh, just ready for it because we're catching Callahan at the right time right now. He's a free agent, chose not to resign with impact wrestling. So, the timing on this works beautifully. The first time he's going to be in the promotion in five-plus years, and I wouldn't doubt that Sammy's going to have something to say in response to Romero beyond a tweet. Yeah, I love that Ace, uh, instead of just letting kind of the cards play out, he actually called this shot. And that's when you know, like, I haven't seen him do that in a while. And that's that's when you know that he's in it. He wants that title. He wants to get back in the mix. And he's not kind of resting on his laurels and, and lick his wounds and all that stuff. He is... 
he's not just calling out anybody. He's talking out, calling out, as you mentioned, a guy that he respects and also a guy that is crazy, <laughs> a guy that has gone to places that not a lot of other wrestlers have gone to. And he is, uh, I mean, he's called the death machine for a reason. And he he wants to go head on, I think, you know, to, to get back in that mix. We talked about the VLC, the qualify, all that stuff to be considered. These are the, the wins that he has to have. And this if this match happens, which I'm going to probably guess it might, this is uh this is gonna be this is gonna be a good one. And and Ace, he's got to pick up a win, right? That's uh that's a big thing, but good for him on the big call out. Now, a motivated Ace Romero, Aunt Randy, is a very dangerous Ace Romero. I think you would agree with that. I think the most dangerous Ace Romero, because there's just I, I feel like in his mind there's nothing that can stop him. And I mean, you're not you're not calling out Sammy Callahan uh, in any capacity if you're, you know, not confident, not ready to, you know, punch and be punched right back. That's right. And of course, that leads into the next match, which is also a bit of a surprise because we had Ricky Smokes come out, always a surprise. And, you know, he always has some some things to say. And he wanted his what I call carefrontation with Ava Everett that he did not get in December, some acknowledgement. And Ava Everett came out, accompanied by LSG, the Cosmic Cuties. And Everett delivered a scathing response to Aaron Work, uh, to, uh, sorry, to uh, Ricky Smokes. And uh, and just completely, uh, I'd say, eviscerated him in a, lot, in a lot of ways. This was uncomfortable at some points. And then all of a sudden, Gabby Forza came out. And Gabby, of course, the very popular Forza. Uh, she is, uh, the pop that she got, I was telling before we started recording, I thought was incredible. I mean, she's only been the promotion one time and people were on their feet could not wait to see her and that's a that's a really cool sign people really taking a gabby fours up so she comes out she takes a microphone and she uh you know kind of paraphrased said uh look you know we got the loss last time but she suggested that maybe everett and smokes team up which they didn't seem to like to take on herself and a surprise partner and that surprise partner turned out to be aaron rourke who uh, we did not know was going to be on the show got a huge pop when he came out Busting that ring, uh, the Fez press to Ava, and this shit was on. And so this was this was a fun match. Uh, Aaron, I, I, his offense is so fun to watch. Very unpredictable, but just people just like the, the oh and different type of moves he does. It's really really good. And uh, in the end, as you might expect, uh, Smokes and Everett could not get along, and Smokes eventually ditched Ava Everett, and then uh, she took the loss on a suplex driver from Forza for the pinfall. So Gabby Force and Aaron Rourke picking up the win over Ava Evan Ricky Smokes. Then afterward, Ricky Smokes, or sorry, Aaron Rourke delivered his old promo. And he was talking about, uh, I'd say, uh, spilling the tea about uh, Ava and, and Ricky and and the time in art. And he said that he has known uh, Gabby since she was five years old, put over limitless fans and wrestling and, and would make the drive to Long Island until the day he died. I love, just loves this. So he's doing this. Fans are in him. And all of a sudden, you know, I'm standing near the front as I, as I usually am. And a gust of wind blew by me. And it was Ricky Smokes came behind, laid out Aaron with a chair, and then scooted away. And Aaron was down for a long time in the ring. Limos officials had to help him. Gabby had to help him. And uh, it was scary there for a few minutes. Right? He was he was definitely out. And, and uh, however, I don't think that was the right move by Ricky Smokes. Because on, uh, on Twitter slash X this week, uh, Aaron said that, your day of reckoning is imminent. So uh, I would not want to be Ricky Smokes if I was uh, if I was Ricky Smokes, put it that way. But this was <laughs> <laughs> this was uh, this was a fun match. Again, I, I thought the the reactions to um, to uh, to Gabby 
and Aaron were awesome. And, uh, and, and we have some unfinished business here and a big mistake by Ricky Smokes. Yeah, this was a wild scene. I mean, first off, I, I never expected that I would see Ricky Smokes and Ava Everett teaming once again. But that's right. Uh, art, uh, maybe the final act of art for real, uh, went down this past Saturday as they were forced to team up against Gabby and Aaron. And uh, just, I mean, they talked about it in the ring. Uh, I had no real clue about this when when this was coming together that Aaron and Gabby were so close throughout, you know, childhood. Uh, into adulthood and now of course they're following the same path at the same school and create a pro in New York pretty crazy just how life works and uh, how it all shakes out but you know friends and uh, best of friends since they've been five years old and, and having this moment together getting the win it was Gabby's first Limitless Wrestling victory Aaron Rourke of course returning uh, you know he was taken out with an injury that's how Ricky Smos got that match with JT Dunn a month prior Rourke coming back. Ironically enough, it was back issues that kept him out of that December event. And of course, the chair shot from Ricky Smokes, you know, Smokes had to know it. That was an uncomfortable situation there at the end. And, uh, you know, big decisions all around from Smokes because uh, he decided not to get back in the ring when uh, Ava was looking for the tag at the end. He walked out and obviously walked out with a plan to come back in through the front with a steel chair and lay out Aaron Rourke. And I'm with you. I, I think that's a big mistake from Smokes because... You know, this this could have all been tied up with Rourke. It never had to be this way from the start. Smokes made, you know, over and over has made decisions that have put him in an interesting spot. And this may be the most interesting spot that he's been in because Smokes uh, seemingly struggling on his own, but just cannot get over Aaron Rourke being a solo, probably being as popular as he is, being successful as a single. I think that's got to eat him up. And it definitely got the best of him on this night. And uh it's, it's going to be interesting to see how it plays out on the flip side because uh, there's a lot of people who are going to be gunning for uh, Ricky Smokes, and it starts with Aaron Rourke at this point. That's right. Yeah, Aaron Rourke making uh, a, a he's I, yeah. I, this is going to be his year in limos. I feel it. He's uh, just him as a singles is great. I mean, he's been obviously doing the tag stuff forever, but again, VLC talking about that season. I'm excited mm-hmm. to see where he ends up. And yeah, so I mean, Gabby Forza, Randy. The I think uh, I think there's something here with her. I've told this before that. Fans, you know, when people come in, they're polite and, and whatever to, to newcomers, especially, but there are some that just turn that key, man. And she, for whatever reason, you know, young in her career and everything, there's something there that people just, they absolutely love her. Now, it's kind of like, um, almost like a Willow Nightingale type where you just, you can't help but like smile and like them and, and, and hope to see them do good. And she's, again, we're, we're early on, but she's, uh, she has something, I think. I think she really does. Yeah, people gravitate to it, whether it's been Limitless or Let's Wrestle. Um, and it's been honestly like uh, sometimes I do think uh, our crowd in Yarmouth, you have to fucking do a damn good job to get them to really want you back after the first night. Because granted, I mean, uh, you know, some of these positions that people are put in, tag match, four-way, whatever it may be, you've got limited time to get people on your side and, and have them really back in and want you back. and. Uh, it's just been a groundswell of support for Gabby anywhere she's gone. And I don't even think it just stops at limitless and let's wrestle. It seems like that anywhere she goes on the Indies right now. And she's, you know, so young into her career, I think under 40 matches still. So, uh, we're, we're kind of seeing her on the ground floor here and it feels like there's a lot of big things ahead for her in 2024. And that led into the final match before the intermission, which was a triple threat match for the. Limitless Wrestling World Title, of course. Uh, Channing Thomas defending the title 
against Desmond Cole and JT Dunn. This was an excellent match. Uh, absolutely loved it. And all three guys just unloaded the tank, uh, including <laughs> including Sidney Bacabella getting his bell rung and taken out of the match right at the onset by a death by elbow from uh, JT Dunn which uh, got a standing ovation from so many. And the, the wig turned around and completely fell off. It was, uh, I think a lot of people, including yourself, were very happy to see that. Of course, uh, he would not go kindly into that good night, made his return just as Dunn was about to win the title by pinning Thomas. Bacabella at the very last second, getting out there and putting Thomas's foot on the bottom rope. And that was, uh, again, another back of all earning his money for uh, for Channing, saving him there. Uh, in the end, uh, Thomas hitting his signature pile driver on JT after a low blow, got the win. Dez was uh, on the outside of the ring, unable to get back in the ring to break it up. Uh, both guys exchanged words after the match. Cole uh, and, and Cole didn't. Dunn wanted a handshake. Dez didn't seem to want any of it. Starts walking away, paused, and because he's a good guy, uh, did the handshake, took it out. And uh, just get out of there, and that was it. And this was an excellent match, and all three guys showed out. But in the end, Sidney Bacabella uh, proving to be a, a difference maker once again. And we'll talk more about uh, Channing's next opponent. And uh, after a segment, I want to get your thoughts on the match first. Yeah, I mean, it's got to be crushing for both Desmond Cole and JT Dunn to kind of watch this moment slip away. Uh, I think they both had clear-cut opportunities to potentially take this thing, obviously, Sidney Bacabella uh, making his way back out to ringside, as you said, getting Channing's foot on the rope, breaking up that pin, and then, you know, the ending. Uh, JT, you know, being in a couple good spots to win this thing. And Des Cole was set up to hit that swanton bomb that uh, we've seen time and time again has done the deal for him. JT saw an opportunity and took it. He shoved Desmond Cole down to the floor, a nasty spill down to the hardwood. And that was it for JT. I mean, he, he turned his back for that brief amount of time on Channing Thomas and was met with a low blow, and that was it. And uh, it was curtains from that point. And Des, literally everything that he's been fighting for since he got here, he had to watch slip away with a three count on JT Dunn. And that's got to be deflating. And that's, you know, we saw, you know, I don't know if tensions were necessarily high, but we were, uh, we were definitely feeling a range of emotions, uh, both Desmond Cole and JT Dunn after that thing. And, you know, no hard feelings, but it's tough not to have hard feelings after a moment like that when you got to believe that Des was thinking Swanton three count and uh, this new year kicks off with a new champion. But uh, incredible match. I would definitely go out of your way to check this thing out. This highlights it in the YouTube page probably by the time that you uh, hear this podcast. But uh, excellent match. I, I think three guys who are hitting at their peak right now. And uh, man, I mean, you just you, you wait so long for opportunities like this. JT's waited five years to have another crack at the Limitless Wrestling World Championship. They do not come often for members of the roster. And uh, it's a lot of right place, right time, maybe getting the right opportunity uh, presented in front of you. But uh, it's going to be a big year, I feel like, for everybody in this match. Channing, by the skin of his teeth, again, getting out of this one. And it's just been, you know, time after time the secret sauce of Bacabella, but Channing also rising to the occasion in these big match situations. It's it's tough to deny the combo of Channing Sydney uh, on top of this company right now and what they can do. But man, uh, I just, there were multiple moments there where I felt like we were going to have a new champion one way or the other. 
Yeah. And uh, yeah, for Dez's first opportunity, that's tough. And for uh, JT, as you mentioned, you know, five years, that's going to be doubly tough, you know, to get the, all the way back and have that there. And if Sydney just didn't come out and, and do that, he would be the champion and things would have changed. And yeah, it, it's a, uh, it's a crazy game. Absolutely crazy game. This is an excellent match and uh, worth uh, going out of your way to see. And Randy, Sydney and Channing were so cocky, so happy, so joyous. You know, they decided to come right back out for the intermission, sell some merch as they always do, but not in the corner like most people usually do, right on the edge of the ring. And not only on the edge of the ring, but with Sydney back about with a live mic who was doing essentially live running commentary to get people to come over and buy merch, take pictures, all that stuff while insulting people. That's quite a skill. Were you were you in the building during intermission? Oh yeah, of course. I was was he on the mic the entire time? Yes. Okay. I I had kind of thought I literally sent someone in to check. I'm doing something outside. I'm like, who the fuck is on the mic right now? And then I just, you know, I had to think about it real quick. And it was, of course, Sydney Bacabella. But <laughs> uh I did not expect that party to carry over once we were trying to get back on the broadcast. Yeah, it was uh he kept going and going, going. So finally, yeah, I mean, after a while, and usually you know, sometimes an intermission take a few extra minutes and people take a long time to leave, you know, uh, JT Drake. But uh, these guys not only didn't leave, they set up the, the table right in the middle of the ring with Merchon and said they were not leaving until the rest of it was sold. And the broadcast had to start and and, uh, and, and all this stuff post-intermission. And these guys, again, weren't leaving. And then uh, Sydney decides to let drop that, you know, this is the last chance to see Ch- Channing for a while because uh, he's not coming in February because there's they've beaten everybody. There's no more opponents. And then all of a sudden, the familiar strains of Rip Bison song hit and the Ripper for the first time in, what, four months, something like that, uh, months and months and months, Rip Bison makes his return to Limitless Wrestling on an absolute heater. He was intense. He was pissed. He looked in tremendous shape. I mean, he looked really trim. Uh, no, uh, no shortage of muscle there. He looked fantastic and he was pissed. And he said, look, uh, again, to paraphrase, he said he wanted Channing to put the title on the line that night on the spot as he had done back at August vacation land cup, which led to, uh, I guess we know the shortest title reign in company history. Now Channing pick up the win that night and Channing actually showed a little bit of interest in doing this, but Sydney, no big surprise, uh, back of all saying, look, the fans have seen enough. They've seen Channing, uh, already defend the title. If it was going to have to happen, it would have to wait until February. That was later confirmed on the show. Uh, Rip was not happy with that, you know, trashing all the stuff in the ring and uh, and all that. But uh, this was a uh, it was great to see Rip Bison back. Uh, a nice, uh, nice surprise there. Yeah, his, his first show since August. And obviously he's been in Japan for months and months and months. And he just came back. He looks refocused. He looks fantastic shape. And watch out Channing Thomas because Rip in that time, you say time heals all wounds. It has not healed this one. He is ready to go, and he wants a piece of Chain Thomas, and he wants that limitless title back to uh, to raise the memory of what happened at the VLC. Yeah, this is this is not the version of Rip Bison that I would want to have to meet in February. You said it. Rip's looking insane right now. I think that trip to Japan with Kaiushu Pro, uh, a little over three months that he spent over there, I think it really put him in a new place in terms of his professional wrestling career. Uh, he's hitting on all cylinders right now, and it's just, I mean, he's had four months to think about that dream being snatched away. You know, he, he had it for, what, an hour and a half, maybe two hours that night. We'll have to get a specific time frame on what that was, but 
certainly not what was expected for Rip Bison getting that championship finally after all this time and Channing just, you know, taking that moment, taking that championship, all the glory right away. So uh, Rip's been just, you know, having to sit with that for month after month, day after day. And it looked like it was going to come to a head uh, last weekend, but February 24th, we've got a main event signed. It will be for the Limitless Wrestling World Championship. Rip Bison has a chance to achieve that dream again and for real this time, going one-on-one with Channing Thomas. No more games, no more running, no more false starts, no more impromptu matches. It's finally going down. Yeah, this was, uh, again, nice, uh, a nice surprise here, and, uh, and it's one that, yeah, I mean, we've been waiting on for what six months, something like that, give or take. So, yeah, this since is a uh, cup, yeah, since, since the, the cup, back, cup last year, and all that time for Rip to stew on this and think about it and finally come back. But yeah, I thought he looked, uh, I thought he looked tremendous, and I am very much looking to see how, uh, how this one turns out. And, and yeah, and again, the factor of Sydney Bacabella, how are you going to combat that? But I think Rip is, he is, I, I can't wait to talk more about this match in, uh, in the weeks ahead. But, uh, yeah, we're going to see essentially, yeah, the rematch coming up in February. We'll talk more about that February card in just a few minutes. And, of course, that leads us to uh, a tag team match, which happened after intermission. Again, more surprises, right? A guy full of surprises on this night. So we had Charles Mason making his return limbless for the first time since August 2022. And he came out and was, uh, of course, after Waves and Curls, who everyone was happy to see back, and including uh, uh, Rich Palladino, who actually got it, helped. helped uh trayvon jordan with his uh confetti gun thing it wasn't working he needed some power paladino to get that thing going the people pop for that man so charles mason talking on the mic putting down the fans no big uh no big surprise there but he brought a surprise guest with him and that guest was the debuting richard holiday richard holiday well known obviously from mlw days when uh his uh, his run with the dynasty with uh, mjf and others in that group and, and hammerstone gcw as well, he's working on the types of Northeast Indies, um, survived a cancer and battled that. And uh, that was obviously a well-known story happened over the last uh, couple of years or so. But he was back, looks great. He is very tall. I did not realize he was as tall as he was. But uh, these two used their size advantage to their advantage, uh, picking up the win uh, after uh, some back and forth, after Mason hit a spinning pile driver on Jalen Brandon. And yeah, this was the first uh, limitless appearance in Yarmouth for Waves and Curls since april 2022 so not you know we have uh, obviously the, the, the dissolving of msp and other tag teams wanting to fill that void and one of them is rich and powerful charles mason and richard holiday picking up the win yeah it's always a little nerve-wracking to have charles mason back in the room after the stunts he's pulled throughout the years and maybe even more nerve-wracking now with uh like a blue chip athlete one of the best around like richard holiday in his corner and uh they've been terrorizing gcw for a couple months now charles mason uh, another guy who really feels like he's coming into his own as 2024 begins to take shape, but uh, picking up the win over an established team around the Northeast waves and curls, a fan favorite anytime they come to Yarmouth. And as you said, with, uh, you know, positions kind of opening up in the limitless tag ranks and above the rest, looking for more challengers, it was an open opportunity here for either team to kind of take it and move forward. And Mason and holiday sure did. That was a decisive, you know, the spinning tombstone, of course, the choke once the bell had rang. I thought we we're going to have to send more people out there to try to scoop them away from him. But uh, yeah, I, I, I'm not 100% sure what's going to happen here with Mason and Holiday moving forward. And that's that's just nerve wracking, Josh, because uh, Mason, probably one of the most unpredictable characters we've seen throughout Limitless Wrestling in our history. And now it's it's maybe not a one man job anymore. Yeah, 
Yeah, so we'll see what happens to these guys. Obviously, the tag team division runs deep. Everyone wanted to, to make their presence felt, and especially trying to fill that vacuum, that void uh, filled by uh, or left uh, open by uh, MSP. But of course, plenty of interesting teams around above the rest. I mean, there's all these guys that are, are in the mix. So interested to see what happens to these two guys. You mentioned security earlier. I, I failed to mention, mention that uh, Rip uh, Rip got his hands on some security members after Sidney Vacabella ordered them in the ring. And uh, some of these boys took a whooping, Randy. A whooping they did. I uh, One of our students, Storm, uh, ate the love gun lariat of all things. I'm like, holy shit. We, we didn't almost have people to send out there to get Charles Mason away if that was a situation. So uh, I'm happy it didn't end up being more. But... Uh, Again, I just uh, I, I never know what to expect from Charles Mason. The root of all evil is such an apropos nickname for him because uh, evil just follows this dude wherever he goes. And now he's got Richard Holiday in his corner. So uh, that's worrisome moving forward. But, yeah, I'm, I'm happy that didn't turn into more of a scene because we were down about four or five security members after the Rip Bison of it all. Yeah. And, and uh, on a side note, I know you've probably been, you've been asked about having Richard Holiday in for uh for a while and yeah now he's finally he's finally making his luminous debut uh, very cool yeah i think he's come up on this podcast actually a couple times when we've done like some ass limitless stuff but honestly you know one of the most well put together athletes i would say out of the northeast um you know we've seen him time and time again on mlw gcw he's starting to pick up steam so it felt like it was a matter of time always before he ended up in limitless wrestling but as with anyone uh, I think the situation has to be right. And uh, this certainly was the situation for him that felt right entering with Charles Mason. Now you've got, you know, someone to kind of lean on someone to do damage with who knows what this unit can do throughout limitless wrestling as we move forward, but starting off hot, a uh, big win over waves and curls. And you got to expect, we're going to see these guys back in some capacity here soon. I'd say so. And of course that leads us to the main event of the night, probably the, one of the most anticipated limitless matches and, Quite some time, if not uh, all time, it was right up there. This was, uh, of course, the the uh, the end of an era match, unsanctioned. Danger Kid taking on Aiden Agro, the split of MSP. We talked about that before, and uh, well, the, the result, of course, was Aiden Agro defeating Danger Kid. Uh, so the first time since 2016, Danger Kid will no longer be part of Limitless Wrestling as part of the uh, promote the uh, uh, stipulation going in the match, and we'll talk about kind of how we get there and in, in the afterwards. Yeah, aftermath and, and all that but this uh this was a long a, a long match i think longer than probably most people expected this was a i think actually i don't think people knew what to expect but this went uh god went, almost went 50 minutes i believe uh for actual in-ring action of course there was the intros and the stare down before and and uh, what happened afterward but this was uh this was a, a spectacle you know in, in a lot of ways both guys coming out with new music uh, slightly different looks especially uh danger kid and yeah, this was uh, this had a little bit of everything again, unsanctioned as you would expect. Uh, the old school MSP buoy was brought into play, uh, waterboarding was brought into play. You can't even make that up. And a pair of handcuffs are attached to uh, a danger kid's ear through his earring hole at one point, and it did not look like he was going to be able to get out of there. And uh, it was eventually able to get the key. You watch the match, kind of know what happened. Um, this was, uh, this also featured some, uh, some conflict from referee, Eric Greenleaf, who, uh, as, as you know, has known both guys for years and he was conflicted through the match. Essentially it looked like he was trying to tell these guys, you know, what are you, why are you doing this? And, and just could not seem to reconcile him. He was frustrated throughout and, and, uh, later blamed himself for stopping the match after danger kid was able to continue and, you know, blame himself on, uh, on Twitter. And, uh, yes, yeah, so this kind of went on and on. And then. 
Uh, Danger Kid, you know, it, it seemed like he still, you know, he was in this, but really, like, there was a point when he realized, like, my limitless career is on the line here. And this guy, this friend of mine, turned on me. And uh, that point was the the danger uh, aggro. Give him a hug. Uh, I believe he was bleeding at the time for being rammed into the ring ring uh, the turnbuckle pad or the turnbuckle uh, exposed turnbuckle rather. And uh, went for a hug, and just kind of and, and who knows what aggro had in mind. The danger kid then dropped down and uh, gave him a receipt, gave him a low blow. These fans are into this. And danger kid then went on a roll, nearly had the match won, hitting a drip drop on aggro. While he was laying on a propped up door, uh, door just busted in half. That was quite a sight. And then later, he uh, he's been he's been doing some research. He ripped off the ring mat and the cushioning underneath it, and leaving exposed pine boards in place. And, and Randy, you hit pine boards. There's no there's no give. They're boards. They're pine. They're hard. And however, uh, eventually it worked against him. Missed the senton. His nailed the spine on the pine. And Agro took advantage. Was able to choke out uh, DK unconscious. And Greenleaf, very conflicted, did not want to call this, but finally did. And uh, referee stoppage. Crowd was stunned. And we'll talk about kind of the, what Danger Kid had to say afterward. But, yeah, I mean, the the phrase that I don't think you ever thought that you would hear is Aiden Agro defeated Danger Kid, and now Danger Kid is done in the promotion at the end of an unsanctioned match against each other. How about that? I don't even know where to start or what to say. Um, I feel like that. Honestly, Greenleaf uh, felt like a representation of kind of all of us who were watching that unfold of just, I don't want to say everybody, but, you know, it, it felt like a lot. that This didn't have to be this way. And, uh, you know, why are these guys who we've we've literally watched grow up? We've watched take form, become one of the best tag teams in the country together. And now, uh, you know, decisively it is over and Danger Kid is out and he is never in the history of limitless wrestling, he has never not been a part of things. And we say 2016, but uh, in 2015, I mean, the very first limitless show, he was behind the hand cam on the floor. He was doing uh, the DVDs, the graphics uh, very soon after that would enter the ring at the beginning of 2016, teaming with Alexander Lee and then wrestling Aiden Agro very soon after that. And then uh, I think when they wrestled the first time they realized, man, we, this should not be what we're doing. We, we were a tag team. You know, we came up together. We trained together. We did the whole ride together. And, uh, you know, we saw MSP take off from there. But this was, I mean, at points, very tough to watch. You mentioned a lot of the hits. Um, it was just uh, kind of surreal because you never thought we'd get to this point. And we honestly, I never thought I'd see an Aiden Agro like this. I mean, a uh, whole new whole new vibe, no pun intended. We saw Jay Haru mm-hmm. out there bringing in a new card out there for Aiden Agro to Rich Paladino. Um, it's definitely something, you know, we, we talked about it heading into this match, but uh, this is obviously something that he's thought about and planned with. And, uh, you know, it, it probably was his end goal at the end of the day. He just didn't know when it was going to happen. And it happened in December and then it closed in January very quickly. And now... Everything's in front of Aiden Agro, and Danger Kid is just out of the equation, which feels crazy. And, uh, you know, we got a little insight to where DK is at after this match, which I think for those who stuck around, that's going to hit our YouTube channel as well. But, um, you know, very deep, very heavy, and uh, it uh, it's a lot, you know, it's a lot. And we, we have these, you know, emotional matches often, I feel like, but not to this caliber, I would say, and not... 
uh, especially for our fans who have just been, you know, following us and in tune with what's going on in Limitless Wrestling and maybe fans of MSP or maybe even detractors of MSP. But either way, uh, you got to respect the, the time, the effort that this tandem put in together to try to make it happen, to try to make a name for themselves, build a brand, maybe get a contract. Uh, they did everything that they could. And now uh, in this match, I feel the same. You know, Danger Kid did everything that he could to keep this going, to keep it alive. And at the end, uh, it just was not enough. It just was not enough. And I, I think Greenleaf made the only decision that he could at the end of that because he was not there anymore. Yeah. Uh, I noticed too, from my vantage point, there was a lot more people on dais uh, on stage there that were watching this uh, than usual. Usually there's a good amount of people there, but I saw Ace Romero. Uh, he was out there, uh, out there watching the match. And Ethan Scott obviously was fixed. And there was a lot of, uh, there was a lot of emotion in the room. And I, for a long time, it, the fans, it took them a while to get into it. Cause I don't know if they knew what, what to do. Right. Cause they've cheered these guys for what the better part of a decade. And it was, uh, they were, it's almost like they knew what was going to happen in terms of these guys going at it, but I don't think they were ready for it in some ways. They were just kind of watching it. And, and uh, you know, Aiden, when he came out, I think just by pure, um, muscle memory, so to speak, people were like cheering him and, and, uh, cause that's what they've done. <laughs> so they've done for the whole run of limitless wrestling. And now, uh, they have to, you know, they have to kind of almost pick sides and it was, uh, yeah, it was quite a quite a scene. I mean, the match overall, I don't think people knew what to think. And and some people you, know, you can see on uh, on Twitter in the days and, and days after, they're still kind of coming to grips with this whole thing. And I don't know. I think they're probably still gonna come to grips with the next time they see Aiden and Limitless and with no Danny. Yeah, it's uh that's yeah, I, I don't even know what that looks like long term, to be real, Josh, because it's just I don't know, it's not something that ever entered my frame of thought, to be real. Um but it's going to be, I think it's going to be a very interesting 2024 for aggro. I think it's going to be challenging. Um, but at this point, I guess it's got to feel good for him um, to, to, you know, finish this chapter off. And there's no, there's no more writing anything with this, uh, this MSP book. It's over. It's uh, it's put on the shelf. And now he's got a clean slate, a new chapter for himself in 2024 as he's put Danny out of everything. And uh, <laughs> It's just crazy, man. It's uh, we've talked at length on this podcast in the weeks leading up, just how weird it feels. But it, uh, it I mean, it didn't feel any more right uh, as this match started, as it went through, and as it concluded. There were not a lot of dry eyes. And I mentioned afterward um, for the fans that remained in attendance, they heard probably I'd say the most emotional um, promo in, uh, w- with all respect to John Alba's mental health promo. I think probably the most emotional promo in promotional history or in, in limitless history rather. And I mean, he's it, it, probably like 10 minutes or so. It could have been shorter than that, but he just, he just emotionally relieved himself. He unpacked everything. It led to this point. He even uh, apologized to Aiden Agro for uh, him. Not what he believes is not being present the past few years in his team. And he just, Again, I, I'm I'm paraphrasing here. Uh, when the promo goes up, if you haven't seen it, if you want to watch it again, check it out. So he's going to leave to take care of himself for the first time in ten years, and thanks the fans for accepting who he was. And it was, uh, I think, for the people that remained and, and listened, it was uh, you could hear a pin drop. They were just completely locked in. And uh, I, I've had the opportunity to meet uh, Danger Kid once, and that was uh, back in uh, that that Mariners game backstage. Um, 
and uh, and and got to meet him very very nice. I don't know him as well, nearly as well as you do, or so many others. But this was uh, you felt like you knew him, you know, because he was just this is everything. Just open up the kimono, and this is everything about me and why uh, why this is probably the best thing for me. And uh, and that was it. And and you know, he he left, and it was just this kind of like wow, like it's over. Just like that, I mean, this guy was on your, I believe, your third show uh, back in, in in for the first time, and since that first year, I mean, he's not going to be part of Limitless going forward. That's uh, that's crazy, absolutely crazy. It's crazy for me. I've been following things since uh, I think I started watching what late 2017 or 2018 when we first met. Uh, I mean, for for fans before that, uh, the Mike Labbies of the world, the Connors, and all these other people have been the promotion so long. This is uh, going to be a weird feeling come uh, February. Yeah, and I uh, i mean, I just can't say enough um, just how much Danny has done for the promotion, um, has done for the proceedings of events. Uh, it's its a lot, you know, and we'll, uh, we'll talk about it more at some point, probably in depth. But it's, uh, it's just, yeah, it's, it's weird because it's not ever something that I envision not having him involved in some capacity. And uh, it'll be different. It'll be different from, uh, from everything that we do. Yeah. So that's that. And boy, what a, uh, what a, what a newsworthy show here. And you know, the, the, uh, the train doesn't start moving. I'm really looking forward to February 24th, Randy, Saturday, February 24th, bitter taste. What a fitting name for this show. Bitter Taste. Live from Yarmouth, Maine. The Ambets Arena. Tickets are on sale now. Front row sold out. That went just like that. There was, would you say it was a minute or a couple minutes? What was the time? Yeah, it's two minutes this time, which beat last time. So it's uh they're they're moving quicker and quicker every time, it feels like. That's right. That's right. You know what that means? I'm gonna be hopefully another sellout, but don't get your tickets. If you're gonna go, go commit yourself. Don't get locked out. Last show sold out for, for that sold out. So you kind of get the idea at this point. If you're going to go to Limitless Show, uh, get your tickets early. Because, I mean, three announcements already, Randy. This is enough to get people in the building. We have, of course, uh, Chan Thomas defending uh, the title against Rip Bison. We have uh, what we believe, assume, will be Ace Romero versus Sammy Callahan. We know Sammy Callahan will be in the house, and he isn't on, in the house just to sign autographs. He's there for a fight. Ace Romero wants a fight, so I guess we'll uh, see if this happens. And this one came out of absolutely nowhere. I did not even realize he had been in limos before, but the return of, excuse my language, fucking Leo Rush is coming to Limitless Wrestling, coming to Yarmouth. How about that? Dude, I can't wait. I've been, and I think we talked about it on the pod. I've just been kind of talking to Leo off and on uh, here and there. And he is someone who, and this is smart to do, I think, if you're, you know, a high caliber athlete of any volition, uh, he does take some time off, you know, and he's uh, he's around when he's around and you have to kind of catch him at the right time. So this one just happened to work out. You know, he's been either in Japan or with TNA or taking some time for himself. But uh, we're catching it at the right time. Leo Rush finally uh, returning to Limitless Wrestling first time since 2017. I believe that he's going to be in the promotion. So yeah. uh, I'm super stoked about that. He's got an insane match lined up that we're going to announce here in the next coming week. Oh, cannot right. wait for that to be out there. I can't wait. So uh, Leo's just, I don't know. It's just been one of those, like, uh, granted, we've had him before. But that definitely is one of those bucket list dudes who I've just been, you know, I, I, he hasn't been in Yarmouth yet. And uh, I've really wanted to get him up here bad. And finally, the timing worked out just as it did with Sammy Callahan. Uh, we're lucking into these two on the same night, same show, February 24th. So 
Uh, definitely lock in your ticket to be there if you want to go early because uh, I think we're on a streak of four in a row that have sold out ahead of time. So uh, we don't we don't want to miss out on anybody being there and seeing this. That's right. So yeah, McCallahan's fifth appearance in Limos overall is first since September 2018's Pretenders Beware. And also, uh, again, Leo Russia, his, his loan appearance came in 2017. Do you remember? I'm sure you remember the day. I want to test your memory. What, when, what was the name of the show? Oh, can we kick it? He opened up with John Silver. That yeah. was the opening match. That's the first, uh, first Limitless match to take place in Portland. Oh, really? No kidding. It is. Yeah, that was our that was our Portland club debut uh, on that show. So that was the very first match to happen in Portland. Huh. That was a that was a fun venue. We've talked about that before. Just uh yeah, that that was that I I always remember that because that was my first limitless show was seeing a show in the Portland club. Oh my god, this is so fucking great. <laughs> <You're> just, <laughs> that's, just, uh, that's Anthony Green's favorite venue that we've ever run. That was great. It was a really fun time, but uh yeah, this was uh yeah, so Leo Russian, Sammy Callahan already as all kinds of other future stuff to come. So looking forward to hearing about that. And of course, uh, before we get out of here, uh, be remiss if I didn't talk a little bit about, uh, let's see, uh, of course, uh, uh, Let's Wrestle coming up. What uh, what do we got going with Let's Wrestle? We have uh, the Fairfield show and, and everything else, and we'll talk about that and get some news and notes. Yeah, we've got uh, a big uh, couple months of Let's Wrestle ahead. Uh, February, we're kicking off uh, February 3rd. We're heading up to Callis uh, for the very first time. Let's Wrestle debuting at Callis High School. Uh, some matches announced for that, including Alexander Lee, one half of the Let's Wrestle Tag Champs, goes head-to-head with Samuel Radcliffe. Uh, Eric Johnson on the card against Jefferson James. We've got a couple Canadian standouts going head-to-head. Uh, Moondog Dylan Davis against Charlie Hubley. Tickets for that show start at $10. So if you're in the area, it's a fundraiser, too, for a good cause. We're helping out Bigfoot's Activity Center to uh, get some new equipment. They're, they're helping out with uh, sponsorships for kids who – uh, may not be able to financially participate in some of the programs that they offer. So um, just a lot of cool stuff that they're doing uh, for the area of Callis, Baileyville. Uh, we're going to try to help them out with some pro wrestling fun that night. But uh, all systems go into Let's Wrestle's return to Fairfield on Saturday, May 4th, uh, headlined by BRG against the hometown boy, Big Country Jason Maverick, Let's Wrestle Championship on the line, uh, POS as well. Mike McCarthy, Alexander Lee, they've got a tag team championship open challenge and they open that shit up to anybody. Let's wrestle limitless or beyond Mm. like anybody in the Northeast, any team that wants to step up. uh, They are opening up the contract and welcoming all comers for that event. And uh, we're going to have a lot more to talk about with that one coming up soon. Tickets going on sale next week. You can plug into let's wrestle on all socials. Let's wrestle on Facebook and let's wrestle 207 on Twitter. Yes, down east, going down east. I used to spend some time in Machias, Maine, of all places. Back oh, years, I love so. Machias. I used to, dude, uh, Jason Rumble used to run shows down there pretty frequently. Oh. <laughs> we take some of our students. And uh, that was, I, I love the trip. I love the area. Um, I'm a big stand of Machias. Yeah, nice, nice stuff. So, yeah, fans of Callis get ready. Fans of Fairfield get ready. So lots of uh, Let's Wrestle coming up. And uh, two other news and notes here before we get out of here. Of course, we talked a lot about Limitless Wrestling being on uh, PMC Channel 5 in Portland and uh, Greater Westbrook. Every time I hear Greater, I say Greater Westbrook, I think of Greater Jess Westbrook. I feel like I just want to say that every time to honor her. But uh, Limitless Wrestling TV, uh, Channel 5, some new airtime. So if uh, if you're watching a Sunday at 1 a.m. for the, for the uh, Night Owls, Wednesday at 10.30 p.m., Thursdays at 2 p.m., and Fridays at 8 p.m. So you can catch some of the latest of Limitless Wrestling TV on PMC Channel 5 in Portland. What type of stuff has been uh, airing as of late? 
Uh, recently, actually, it's been all of the Force of Nature cards. So I think mm. I think the most recent episode was uh, Channing Thomas versus Ace Romero in the Anything Goes title fight. Uh, we saw the Gabby Forza debut as well with Love Doug against uh, Ava Everett and LSG on recently. I think the coming week, and I don't want to be mistaken, but I actually think the coming week is going to feature a lot of end of beginning stuff. Uh, I know that Hammerstone and TJ is going to be hitting the line soon. I know that uh, the triple threat title match between Desmond Cole, JT Dunn, and Channing Thomas is going to be hitting very soon. So just keep on the lookout. It's been a lot of recent content lately uh, that's hitting the airwaves. Yeah. Speaking of expanding in the airwaves, I mean, you're like a, a young 80s Vince McMahon. And I say that not with any of these weird Easy, sexual pal. stuff going in there. But I'm talking, let's go to pre all this. Uh, I'm not even pre all this stuff. Anyway, let's go to. Uh, Enfield, Connecticut, Ray. You're starting to expand the empire a little bit because Limitless TV is also going to premiere on PA TV Channel 15 this very week. And depending on when you're listening to this, uh, Saturdays at 11.30 a.m., a perfect slot for pro wrestling. And then uh, 9.30 p.m. as well. So Enfield, Connecticut, welcome. Limitless Wrestling TV. Tell them you're watching the show or tell other people. You know That definitely will help and uh, get that attention out there. Limitless Wrestling taking over the, uh, the uh, public access TV world. How about that? And yeah, is there anything else to hit to? Or we, we, we talked about a lot, but anything else? I think we covered it all. Um, we talked about it at the top, of course, but tickets are on sale now. Front row sold out in a couple minutes. So uh, if you want to hop on GA tickets for February 24th, you can get them limitlesswrestling.com slash tickets. Uh, you've actually had a couple recent uh, news posts on there. There was a recap of the entire show that we just talked about and a little preview for Callahan and Leo Rush as well on limitlesswrestling.com slash news. That's right. You can always check uh, the info out there as well. And uh, yeah, all kinds of good stuff. Merch on there too. And oh, also, uh, before I forget, uh, posters. Uh, you still have some of the uh, the dastardly uh, Aiden Agro low blow posters that are available there. And there's some limited ones available online too, correct? Yeah, we've got a handful left. There were only 50 of these printed total. So we've got anything that's left over from the event. I want to say that we've got about 15 left. Um, they're available right now, limitlesswrestling.com, uh, beautifully put together by Dave Cole. That is available for purchase while we have them. Good stuff. All right. So again, social media, uh, obviously you can watch, uh, uh, the last show and, and a ton of other shows and all kinds of other great, uh, promotions on IWTV. If you're not a subscriber, uh, use the code limitless helps out the promotion there. Uh, LW main on Twitter, limitless wrestling on Facebook, Instagram, TikTok. And YouTube, over a million subscribers. Let's Wrestle 207 on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram. And Randy underscore Carver, LW on Twitter, Josh Nason on Twitter. Of course, again, limitlesswrestling.com. Bar your ticket and merchandise needs. And yeah, we have we say goodbye to uh, to Danny in, uh, in uh, Limitless Wrestling. And whatever's going to happen next, it's going to be crazy. Uh, February's already shaping up to be a great card. But yeah, we, uh, we say goodbye to end of beginning. We look forward to Bitter Taste coming up in February. We're going to talk more about that in the weeks ahead. So for Randy Carver, I'm Josh Nason. Until next time, be limitless.